0: You're listening to an Inspire FM podcast, making available our popular programs from our daily broadcast on Inspire FM. Catch a creative vibe on the Urban Cube with
1: Sister Shamiza.
2: As-salamu and good morning. It's 10 o'clock, so it means one thing. It's the Urban Cube with me, Miser taking all the way up to 12 o'clock. It is Monday, 1st of July, folks. It's the 1st of July. Crikey! July is upon us. And so is the summer. Goodness me. How have you enjoyed the weather at the weekend, people? I heard it was quite warm. I felt it was quite warm as well. Um, I think we had a bit of a scorcher. Uh, it was absolutely glorious across a Luton town. And um, lots of amazing activities were happening. I don't know if you went down to Stockwood Park. It was a wonderful Turkish festival. It was beautiful booming with um turkish culture and the community out there um what an experience what an experience um lots of stuff happened loads of stuff happened at lucy park as well um there's a fair going on there and that uh, i think will continue this week too folks this is the urban cube um i hope you've had a fantastic weekend it has been utterly glorious um and um, I hope the weather will continue. I mean, a couple of weeks ago, I did think uh, summer needed a speeding ticket. Couldn't work out the weather, but um, I think the sun is here to stay. If you've got any events um, happening, outdoor events, and you'd like to share them with us on the show this morning, feel free to do so on 07779 4818. Two, two Now the Urban Cube is a show that celebrates faith inspired creativity and positive action but it's also a show that showcases local and national events as well. Um, my guests on the show this morning will be sharing some exciting events that they are participating, organising in. They are theatre and festival related. So uh, do stay tuned for that folks. Now if you miss any of the conversations on the show then you can catch them on the repeat which is 8 p.m this evening we're also facebook um live now we do only we only have the audio and you can actually leave comments on the uh, the comment section um We've got two fabulous guests that are going to be joining me over the phone, all the way from Manchester and um, and London, I think it may be this morning. And we have a guest in the studio as well. Now, my guests this morning are a real—they are absolute trailblazers in their fields of work. I'm joined by no other than the absolutely notable Manchester poet. Um, she has been described as the voice of the North. She is a playwright, poet um, and just all around fantastic uh, a fantastic creative and she's going to be joining me very very shortly. Her name is Hafsa Anila Bashir. She'll be talking about how she's in going to be getting involved with a project in Luton in the local library. Now, the library is um, the topic of conversation today, as always, because, folks, it's Health Information Week, 1st and 7th of July. Now, Health Information Week, are, uh, which is going to be happening at the library, Luton Central Library. Now, libraries are a trusted community space whose unique benefits include assisted digital access, health information, resources and services, and the volunteering and recreational opportunities they provide. This makes them perfect to deliver a range of health and well-being benefits to local communities, including those who may not normally access other services. Now, the health offer was created with a reading agency to help people to better understand and manage their health and well-being. So it's health Information Week, 1st and 7th, 7th of July, um, across all libraries, in particular the Luton Central Library folks, lots of activities around health and wellbeing will be um, located at the Well and Wise Space, which is in the, the um lower ground uh it's just when you enter the library it's the right on the right hand side so that's happening today and now um would love to find out what you guys have been doing to stay healthy over at the weekend um have you been have you stayed hydrated have you been creating some fabulous you know drinks to keep you keep you Confused with uh, dehydration, or have you been having an ice cream fest? That's what we were doing. We were just like loving, loving the opportunity. Any old excuse to have ice cream. Now, um, I'm I'm very much into into the traditional vanilla flavor. But I'm I'm wondering what flavors you guys are into. Now, my children love to create concoctions. They invent lots of different types of um, ice cream from peanut butter to, you know, throwing a bit of um, chocolate brownies in there and they just create anything. We just allow, you know, be as creative as you want as long as you clean it all up. Now, interestingly, today is National Create Your Own Ice Cream Day. So if you had to create an ice cream, what flavor would it be? Be what flavour would it be? Um, are you just into your old, you know, the good old classic vanilla ice cream, or are there other flavours? Um, I do like a golfe or two. I'm I'm liking pistachio gulfi. Um That's that's one of my favourites. Or, uh, but I would love to find out from you guys. It's 07779481822. Other stories that we're going to be talking about this morning are um, about um, an article that I've read that France are actually now banning employers from contacting employees after work hours. Um, Are you somebody that uh, would benefit from that? I think we all would. Are you somebody that actually is impacted by, you know, after work emails? Do you think that should be a ban in the UK as well or is just this impossible To do, Um, I would love to find out from you. So this is this article is basically um, just suggesting that employees are banning, are being banned from contacting employers after work hours. I think that's a fantastic idea, Um, but it does make me feel guilty, uh, just a insubstantive bit, because I do. You know, I am constantly contacting people. All sorts of hours to get them on the show, to get them on the show. And, um, but they seem, they seem okay. I don't know if I, I come under that bracket. What's your thoughts on that, guys? would love to find out. Um, On the show this morning, as always, I'm joined by fantastic guests. And this fantastic guest, I'm constantly (laughs) contacting all hours. I wonder how she feels about it. She is no other than the very, very awesome Hafsa Anila Bashir. It's a name that you've heard often on the show. And it's somebody you've heard um, being interviewed as well. She's definitely a friend of the show. Now, Hafsa Anila, Bashir is a Manchester-based poet and playwright. She has an MA in post-colonial literary literary and culture from the University of Leeds. She is the co-founder and director of Art the Arts Collective, Outside the Frame Arts, passionate about performing voices outside the mainstream. She works with marginalised and underrepresented communities, delivering creative writing workshops centred around identity and empowerment. Her work has been published by Crocus Books in the Anthologies, When Saira Met Sarah, Elevator Fiction, 80 decibels above sound and shots in the dark. Her debut poetry collection, The Cellocks and The Clot, published by Burning Eye Books, launched last year with the Manchester Literature Festival. Currently an Open Exchange supported artist with the Royal Exchange Theatre, she is long-sight's writer-in-residence with Manchester Literature Festival, a leader of of Tomorrow on the Artistic Director Leadership Programme, and has been awarded the prestigious Jerwood Compton Poetry Fellowship 2019. Yes, people. People. I'm talking about no other than the absolutely fantastic Hafsa Anila Bashir, and she's on the line right now. As-salamu alaykum Hafsa. Shmaza. How are you? I'm super, super well, my dear. How are you? That's the question. how, how are you? How are you enjoying the sun? The glorious sun has arrived. What was your weekend like? Well,
1: the weekend I was working. I was working, um, and now we have no sight of the sun whatsoever because Manchester is like that. You know, it's a wonderful <laughs> place, but it is. If I look out the window right now, it is very grim. I don't know how it's oh, getting.
2: It it wow! Quite
1: grim here, yeah.
2: Crikey, we live in the same country, but it seems to be such a disparity when it comes to the good old British weather. But you know what? I think I need to get down to Luton. You need to, darling. You need to come down. The sun is gleaming here. It's nice and cool as well. There's a lovely breeze. I think it's a welcomed breeze because it has been quite sharp, the sun, over the weekend. But I'm not complaining, but it seems to be the, you know, the, we, we just can't make our minds up whether we love it or we hate it. We want it. We want it to disappear or come back. But right, right. now, I'm, I'm really enjoying it. Now, Manchester yes. is where you're calling in uh, from. We're calling you from this morning. And you've been described as a voice of the north. Voice of the North, my dear. For um, I have to say, massively congratulations on uh, the success with Selix and the clot, and also the the poetry, the poetry um, success that you've received with the Jerwood Poetry Scholarship that you have. How is that feeling at the moment? How you're feeling all about it? It's it's an odd one, you see, because I, I feel
1: like I'm still processing that. I um. So I was absolutely gobsmacked to find out that I had uh, reached the final and was one of the winners. And my two other um, fellows, Jerwood fellows, are uh, wonderful artists who I'm discovering, uh, Yomi Sode and
3: um, mm-hmm.
1: Anthony Joseph. And um, I think we're all a bit, like, we all got our heads in the clouds. Mm. You know, it seems like, you know, it's... Uh, we're, we're processing the news, but we're so excited. I think it's a matter of. I'm trying to find the right word that describes uh, being terrified and excited all wow. at the same time.
2: Why is it that you have that feeling, Hafsa? You have a wealth of experience when it comes to writing you have had residentials in the most prestigious spaces across the north you have been at festivals across the country notable ones but yet this is a shock for you to achieve an accolade like this
1: yeah i um i think part of this is actually as creatives and i i can only speak for myself but um knowing that some studies have been done, I've heard that actually the creative industry is where people have imposter syndrome the mm-hmm. most. And it really doesn't matter, you know, whether you've just started writing or you are a very, very established writer. I remember standing in the queue of um, uh, a Bradford Literature Festival event. I think it was going back a couple of years. Mm-hmm. And I was in the TQ queue, actually, with Michael Simmons Roberts. Mm-hmm. And I remember looking up at him and saying to him, you know, when does this imposter syndrome stop? You know, when do you stop thinking that, you know, me? Did you mean Mm -hmm, me? mm -hmm. Um, And he said it never stops. Right. And it's a healthy thing to have, actually, because, you know, it would be worrying if you thought that you knew everything, you know, and you had reached a certain level. I think, you know, knowing and accepting that there is so much more to discover, so many ways to evolve your art, Mm -hmm. you know, is, is important for growth, you know, and for perfecting your craft. So it's a good thing. It's a good thing. But in terms of actually accepting, I think this was the first time ever, I think, in all of my achievements that I said to myself, I feel like I've arrived. Wow. And to really sit with that for a little while and accept that for myself. Um, And I realized that a lot of us don't end up doing that. We actually, you know, we sit with our... um, our failures, if you want, mm-hmm. even though I don't believe anything is failure, everything is preparation. But, you know, we sit with our rejections far longer than we sit with the things that celebrate us and honour us. And that's something I'm really trying to change.
2: You're a mother, mashallah, of five children um, and a success and, su- and super successful in your own right. But your journey hasn't been as straightforward in the sense that you, I, you didn't get the jobs that you wanted straight away.
1: no i i spent a long time um uh looking after my children actually which i absolutely loved you know that was a chapter of my life that i felt like i wanted to dedicate that time to them and that is a privilege to be able to do that i know that you know there are many many women out there that don't have that privilege um And, you know, for whatever reasons, you know, um, times are changing, you know, austerity, um, people are struggling. So a lot more people are having to work. And I was able to spend quite a large chunk of that with my children. Mm -hmm. Um, But I actually started reaching a point where I felt, and I don't know whether a lot of other mothers feel this or not, but um, that I was losing my identity a little bit. Um, I was losing focus of the things that I liked and what I loved doing and what I'm passionate about. And as the children got a little bit older, I decided I was going to go back to university, Mm
3: -hmm.
1: which I did, and um, I'm glad I did because I felt like with each child I was losing a quarter of a brain, and with five, you know, (laughs) I was in minus. And the university degree really actually opened up um, a few doors for me and made me realise that maybe this is this writing is something that I want to pursue. And then from there, I started going to some writing circles. Common word, especially in Manchester Muslim writers, had been my, you know, foundation and um, absolutely brilliant for my journey. Uh, for not just myself, but a lot of other BAME and LGBTQ writers um, in an industry where at that time, you know, there was there was there was this gap uh, for people like me who enjoyed writing but didn't have a support structure around them that could, you know, nurture that craft and. Um, Yeah, I think it just
2: took up from there, you know, I started
1: really writing poetry and sharing that.
2: And this craft that the in, that you have nurtured, now you're sharing that craft as well um, to mothers in Luton. Um, you're bringing your craft all the way down to Luton as part of a project called the Mother Monologues. Um, Hafsa, why is it? What, what is it about this uh, project that you're quite um, interested in supporting and lead, and you're leading the, the workshops?
1: Um, I guess I think uh, it's, I've always loved to work and be embedded in the community. It's just always been my calling. Even when I wasn't writing, I was always very, very active in and around um, my own community here um, in the North. And just being able to offer whatever skills that I have. And I, as I started, you know, having this skill under my belt is something that I've realized actually really connects people together it doesn't matter what background you're from it doesn't matter matter what journey you've been on when you have people in a room together and you can you can you know spark something creative between yourself Mm -hmm. you know it opens up it builds a connection it builds you know a trust between a group and you actually start seeing yourself in Mm -hmm. a different way Mm -hmm. and others you know in a way that makes for dialogue and understanding, which I think in our political climate now is really mm-hmm. important. And also I love the idea of this project because I also was a young mum with children and I I remember what the struggle was like. I remember trying to find a job. I remember um, how for a long time nobody would employ me because I didn't have, you know, work experience. I didn't have qualifications and um, that was a real struggle really affected my self-esteem. Um, and I suppose this is my way of giving back. Really.
2: Wow. And you sure are going to be giving back. Um, You'll be participating or leading the workshops at uh, Luton Central Library on Tuesday, July the 16th from 11am to 5pm and Tuesday, July 23rd from 1pm to 6pm. And these are free creative writing workshops um, that are going to be at the Well and Wise Room. This is a project that's been supported by the Arts Council um, and also uh, actually it's funded by the Arts Council but it's supported by Revoluton Arts. Arts, um, uh, Level Trust, Luton Food Bank and Tamasha Theatre. Now the Creative Writing Workshops, um, Hafsa, you're going to be kind of uh, also providing a reading as well. So what can the participants uh, look forward to hearing?
1: Um,
2: I'm excited to
1: share some of the poetry in my collection and i would like to take them on a journey actually mm. you know a journey that sees me through the decades of my life but really connects to the world around us as well mm-hmm. you know um, at my launch last year you know there was laughter there were tears there were moments of pin drop silence you know there was singing you know there was um, there was joy you know there was joy in the room and i'm hoping to bring that to Uh, the women that I'm going to meet, which I'm really
2: excited, it's the first time I'm coming to Luton as well Oh wow, Um, well the sun is here my dear, so I hope it remains (laughs) it's really shining bright today, it's slightly cool a little bit of a cool breeze but it is still bright now um, (laughs) folks if you've just tuned in, you're listening to the Urban Cube um, brought to you on Inspire FM we are going live all the way up to 12 o'clock, it is 19 minutes past 10 and I have the pleasure of being joined by this morning by no other than Manchester's finest poet, I'm going to say that, with a big smile, no other than Hafsa Anila Bashir. Now, Hafsa will be joining us in Luton... um on Tuesday, July the 16th from 11am to 5pm at uh, Luton Central Library in the Well and Wise Room to actually lead some creative writing workshops for the Mother Monologues Resisting Austerity and also Tuesday, July the 23rd from 1pm to 6pm. Now this is a free writing workshop open to mothers across the town. Um, you can be uh, working, professional, stay at home, student, or just come along. If you feel that austerity is um it has impacted your life and what we mean by austerity is just like you know benefit cuts uh, increase in fuel bills um, you know like budget uh, sorry your, your household bills so forth trying to manage that trying to balance that and how that's impacting your role if you feel that you want to talk about it share share your thoughts turn it into poetry that poetry will become part of a theatre production um, which is going to give uh, lots of attention to what you have to say Hafsa uh, quite an exciting project um, you have had quite a bit of experience in the north and leading sort of projects like this like arts for social action you're actually working on one project yourself which is part of the manchester um international festival tell us a little bit about that
1: i am i'm really excited to be working um on a commission and it's called the anvil and it's with an irish theater company called anu and what they wanted to do was come to manchester and um commemorate the Peterloo Massacre which happened 200 years ago and that's an event really in our history books Um, You know that it's logged, but in our actual British school system I'm um, it's I definitely didn't come across the Mm -hmm. Peterloo Massacre I was never taught about it and you know only over the last recent years have I um, Really come up to scratch about what it was about but 60,000 people congregated in St. Peter's Square and What they wanted to do, they were fighting for their rights, essentially, and to be able to have representation in Parliament. And um, literally, as often happens when people come together and protest and march for their rights, the state at that time uh, became very agitated and ended up within 30 minutes um, killing 15 people and injuring over 600. And we're talking women, men, and mm-hmm. children who had come out for peaceful, peaceful protests. So the commission next week is actually honoring the 15 deaths. And we each have a provocation. And I am spending my time working with some amazing, amazing Muslim women. And we'll be taking over a tram. Wow. And um, Because one of the things that I wanted to highlight, actually, that the Muslim women, especially in this, uh, climate, current climate, gendered Islamophobia is a very real um, mm-hmm. threat for them. Mm-hmm. And being able to feel safe on public transport is just something that they um, are not experiencing. And um, really, my thoughts about it was to try and um, bring these Muslim women um, into public spaces and have the right to be able to congregate and occupy public spaces. So. Um, It's going to be on the 7th of July, which is next Sunday, uh, between 4 and 6 o'clock in St. Peter's Square. And if anybody is up in Manchester, please come dressed in white and join this mass gathering of Women in Solidarity. It's going to be... It's going to be a really good event it sounds
2: epic and well, i love this concept of mass solidarity um mm-hmm. and this is something that you're you know you epitomize which is absolutely wonderful um hafsa it, uh, a question that i'm asking the uh listeners this morning um Luton surrounding areas peterborough and sheffield is um empl- there's in Europe, there's been a ban. France has been a ban of employers actually contacting employees after working hours. Um, as somebody who's self-employed, who's freelance, how is up? Um, how do you manage your working hours? Is and is this a rule? Is this something that you know is a welcome relief?
1: Um, I think definitely there has to, one of the things that I think artists are in danger of doing is. Um, uh self-care when it comes Mm. to self-care you know that's one of the things because we're so passionate about the work that we do that sometimes the project can become bigger than ourselves and you know one of the things that we really do need to make sure that we stay on top of is self-care and as a freelancer obviously you know you're working all hours Mm. you know and you're doing most of the work yourself so having those boundaries in place is essential for your own mental health but so I think that that's actually a very good thing to be able to, you know, have a cutoff point where you can actually physically turn around and say it's no work after this time. I actually think it's a good thing.
2: I think it's a great thing as well. But we're, um, as a self-employed freelancer, it can be quite hard to do that. It's been an very, absolute yeah. pleasure, Hafsa, um, for you joining us this morning. And um, we're also it's International Create Your Own Ice Cream Flavour Day as well. We're heading off to break. But what's your favourite ice cream flavour? Um, Mine has to be salted caramel. Oh, nice. I love it. Nice, Mm -hmm. nice. Um, And if you had to create one? It would be chili mango and dark chocolate check that out this lady oh, has a chili palette mango. for flavour <laughs> chilli mango wow and dark yeah. chocolate I'm going to write that down um, thank is, you thank you so very much Hafsa, for joining us this morning it's an absolute pleasure good luck with the event that you're um, p- uh, producing uh, the Manchester International Festival and we look forward to having you coming down to Luton on Tuesday July the 16th have a wonderful really? wonderful day As-salamu alaikum. For having me. As-salamu alaikum. alaikum. we're heading off to the break join me straight off this with another fantastic conversation
0: Asalaamu alaikum this is Atif Nawaz and you're listening to an Inspire FM podcast
1: Catch a creative vibe on the Urban Cube with Sister Shamiza.
2: Assalamualaikum and good morning. It's 10.30, Monday 1st of July and you're listening to The Urban Cube with me, Shamiza, taking it all the way up to 3 o'clock. Oh, sorry, not 3, 12 o'clock this morning. Now, we're going live and direct to Luton surrounding areas, Peterborough and Sheffield this morning. A massive big salam to all our listeners on uh, Sheffield Link FM and Peterborough's Salam Radio as well. Now, um, it's been an absolutely glorious weekend, especially for cricket fans, um, with the with England um, beating India, which was uh, a very very intriguing g- game. Now we had Atif Nawaz um, last week on the show, who's been doing all the cricket commentary from all the World Cup matches. Um, it was an absolute pleasure having him join the show and um, and following following um the uh, matches uh, through through his commentary as well a great win uh, by Pakistan versus Afghanistan as well but it was quite intrig- uh, quite saddening to see some of the chaos that was created after the match um, but a wonderful, wonderful story that was really nice to read was um, about Pakistani fans actually clearing rubbish from the pictures of one of the matches, which is great to see as well. You know what, folks? Um, these are the stories we we want to read about. We want to see um, great, great solidarity and uh, community and, and, and community. Values been uh, been reflected in uh, sporting matches as well. So, folks, you're listening to me. I'm I'm not a cricket fan, but I know this is this is hot topic at the moment, especially on the Rise and Shine show with Brother Tarek. And um, but it's been really really interesting observing the comments on social media. Um, uh, what are your thoughts on uh, the the matches so far? And do you think we need? Do you think there needs to be kind of a little Bit more responsibility of fans setting examples um, after matches, and you know picking up rubbish, so forth, and 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 being. Being sensible and, and leaving the space nice and clean. A little bit of a random random topic, I know, but you know what? This is what this show is about. Um, I have to pull out eth- something ethical out of or out of the conversation, right, um, folks? It is also National Create Your Favorite Ice Cream Day. Or, cr- or be creative with ice cream. Now, ice cream sales have gone up because the sun is out, but there's no s- excuse for for me and my family. We're always on the go when it comes to ice cream, but we like to have the tetri packs we, you know i don't do none of this getting an ice cream from an ice cream van um i just think it's too expensive um we i've been asked i'm going to be asking my guests their favorite ice cream flavor and i did ask um i have bashir who was my guest this um, morning and she uh salted caramel is her favorite but if she had to invent an ice cream it'd be chili mango and dark chocolate Now, that sounds glorious. What are your thoughts, guys? Do you have, if you had to create an ice cream, what would it be? Maybe my guest in the studio, who's actually on work experience here, he's learning the ropes in the studio as admin. He's in the studio with me. It's an absolute pleasure to have Subhan joining me this morning. Subhan, assalamualaikum.
0: alaikum. Wa alaikum
2: Thank you for, for joining me. I've put you on a bit of a spot here.
0: It's all right. I'm used to it.
2: That's good. That's <laughs> what I like to hear. Now, um, Subhan, your, your full name is Subhan Latif? Yep. Yep. Yeah, and you've joined, you've just finished your GCSEs. Mm-hmm. Chonley Boys School. Yep. Great thing. Great stories coming out of Chonley Boys. Is it? Yeah. They they won a design award.
0: Oh yeah, that that's really impressive. I have to say. Um, the, what's even more impressive is the fact that it were it was the younger years that accomplished it. I think it was year eight students. Wow. So that would have been about thirteen years old people. And then I remember when I did that co- same competition two three years ago, I got nowhere. I failed the audition round and. The fact that they got so far at the same age that i did it just goes cool to show that they, they have great things in store for them
2: fantastic and i love that positive energy that you're reflecting the fact that you as they appear is actually you have so much belief in them um and you you are a very astute young man because you're doing you're you're learning the ropes in the studio uh you've just done your GCSEs. Yeah. um what, what, how does it feel just completing your GCSEs and now like you're a, you're free
0: to- I, do, I don't know because while i was doing my GCSEs, uh, everyone had the same mindset uh-huh. oh i can't wait for the holidays right. i can't wait and then as soon as our GCSE finished it was like a crash and burn uh-huh. all that all that inspiration we had oh i'm gonna go to the gym i'm gonna do this i'm gonna do that <laughs> none of it happened
2: oh my goodness but you've only had what one week two weeks off two weeks off two weeks off and you're already bored
0: yeah everyone's wow. already bored
2: <laughs> everybody's really bo- do you think there needs to be more opportunities for young people in Luton straight after the GC- uh, GCSE do you think there is an- enough out there in Luton for you guys to get involved with
0: I think there is enough it's just that the fact that we don't advertise it enough okay. the, co- the companies they don't Um, they don't broadcast it specifically to the year 11s who finished so the year 11s are just wandering around aimlessly
2: Wow. Now, you're, you, this is coming from you. You're, mm-hmm. You've just completed your GC. You're 16 years old yep. and you are, you've are you just said there are lots of young people in your your, your year group who are just wandering around aimlessly. And, I, and if people are listening in, um, this is a very strong point that this young man has made. There are lots of young people who need direction. They need opportunities. Who needs to be directing them to these opportunities? Is it, is it themselves or their parents, subhan?
0: I think it's a mixture of everyone. First of all, they have to find out what they're interested in. You Mm -hmm. can't do that until you leave your comfort zone. Mm -hmm. But we just did our exams. We don't really want to leave our comfort zone right after you have already left it.
2: So how have you ended up at Inspire FM? Um,
0: Actually, I've been working here three years, two years as a volunteer at my own show. And
2: and what's your show?
0: A Community Connect Wednesday sixty seven. Sorry, I just had to plug it.
2: <laughs> I like I'm liking that. Community Connects six to seven do you know what? I'm gonna do you know, what? I do apologize. I didn't even know.
0: I know you did <laughs>
2: <laughs> but I can see where the confidence comes from. The fact that you're so you know, you're articulate, you're answering all my questions um very clearly, which is absolutely fantastic. But you started this two years ago. Yeah. So about, how old were you?
0: I was about fourteen years old in year nine. But I started off at, with a drive time show with you know Rohit Salam. Okay. Uh, and that was known as Drive Time with Young British Muslims. So I remember I was just there at the back end of it. I was just uh-huh. I was wasn't doing anything major apart from just speaking for two hours. So uh-huh.
2: and that kind of inspired you, gave you the confidence to actually now to run your own show. Yeah. And is this what is needed? Young people need to be given that opportunity to see whether they're good at it, whether they want to pursue it, which you did. You said you were in the background and now you're running your own show. Show. Yeah. Wow, and you did that at 1314. Yep. How fantastic is that? Now, um, folks, if you're listening in to the show right now or Inspire Family, it is the Urban Cube, 1037, Monday, 1st of July. And in the studio, I have randomly invited subhan Ladiv, who is on the airwaves on wednesdays he has a show called community connects um so you will be familiar with his voice now i've invited him to sit with me in the show this morning because i'm really quite inspired by what what it's like for young people do they complete their GCSEs now he's just finished his GCSEs so he's in the studio um he's at uh, inspire fm learning the the admin skills um and Supan I want to ask you what is what is it that you're wanting to head towards in the future is it radio broadcasting what are you planning to do now that you've completed your GCSEs um
0: I'll be honest with you it's it's slightly hazy at the moment because mm-hmm. I've narrowed it down to one specific subject. I see computer science as the way forward for me. It's what I'm into, Mm. I've always been liked from a very young age. Um, In terms of how I'm going to get there, I, I want to go to college. I plan on going to Oxford University oh after mashallah
2: that. mashallah yeah I've got
0: a big aims and good o- after that is word blank I'm not sure exactly what I want to do after that or what specifically
2: but you know you want to go to university you know you want to go to the leading you know an Ox- uh, one of the leading universities in mm-hmm. the world and, and may that happen for you and and work experience does pave that it does enable you mm-hmm. to be focused to you know not waste your time um, to yep. learn new skills and which is going to be very important for your reference.
0: Yeah and um, the Russell Group Unis they're really looking to see extracurricular stuff mm. on top of all your subjects nowadays.
2: Do you inspire other young people in the community? Do they listen to what you have to say? Do they want
0: to do what you want to do? Um, I don't think they want to do what we want to do but in terms of when I'm running my own show, I'm always begging people to come and listen, tune in, tune in, even for a few minutes. But they always give positive feedback. They're like, oh, you're doing really good. This is well, good.
2: you give yourself a plug now, Subhan. Give, you sh- give yourself a plug. Get uh, people listening in. How are you going to do that?
0: Um, listen, Wednesday, 6 to 7, Community Connect. And join us while we connect community. You know and you know how it is? We have like the best show on inspire From. Um, I hope Tarek's not listening to that. But you know how it is. We- forget
2: Tarek. <laughs> I'm listening to that. But you know what? I'm gonna give you I'm gonna give you kudos for that. Folks, listen in to Community Connects. It's connecting communities from six to seven Wednesdays. Um, led by and presented by no other than Saban Latif, who is in the studio right now. Mm-hmm. Now Saban, tell me about that show. What is it about that show that makes it different? different to the other shows
0: well it's mainly the fact that it's led by young people mm-hmm. you don't see many young people mm-hmm. shows out here i think i think we might actually be even the only one to be honest oh wow okay um, and it's the fact that we have that atmosphere i think all shows have an atmosphere but we have one that's just always positive we're like uh, I'm, I'm gonna sound big-headed saying this but we we're, we're like intelligent but also humorous at the same time
2: I'm liking the vibe. I'm liking the mixture there. Now, if there's young people that are sitting and listening, or which I hope they are, mm-hmm. and they want to get involved with your show, is it possible?
0: Yes, yeah, always possible. Just message Inspire Film and we'll make your dreams a, a reality if you do want to get involved.
2: So when you say take making your dreams a reality, are you hoping then, if they have an interest in a certain a community project or do you have community links that you can link them to, is that what you're aiming to do?
0: Um, I believe that, Um, That's not really what I'm implying, but what I'm saying is Uh, once they get uh, past the voluntary stage where they come here and go on the radio show for the first time, it might inspire them, like it did to me, to proceed and create their own show.
2: Fantastic, fantastic. And those opportunities are possible only if you want them. Now, Subhan is an absolutely wonderful example of that. He started at the age of 14 and now he's head in the mic. So confident. (laughs) He's saying that his show is better than Tarek's and
0: mine. Alhamdulillah.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Um, But I'm really liking the confidence um, and may it continue, mashallah, in a positive way. Um, if you are a young person and you want to get involved, I think this is a perfect starting point. Do connect with Subhan. How can people connect with you Subhan? Uh,
0: by messaging Inspire FM. You mm-hmm. know the numbers 2 that's for calling and for WhatsApp and texting 2
2: Fantastic. now Subhan, what have you got prepared for Wednesday show? Have you planned ahead? Do we know what to, do you know what to expect? On Wednesday? Uh,
0: um, Right now it's a bit cloudy, but Mm -hmm. we do have uh, ideas such as career topics or Mm -hmm. possible stuff you you might want to do in the future if you are a young person.
2: Fantastic. Um, And so this is a very informative show for... Young people in the community to get involved um, and just f- identify whether they have a, a, an interest in radio as well. I think there's so much that can come from it. Now, folks, you're listening to the Urban Cube with me, uh, Cube with me, Shamaiza, taking it all the way up to twelve o'clock. I was joined this morning by no other than a Manchester-based poet, Hafsa Anila Bashir. She is a playwright, with uh, and she'll be joining us in Luton very, very soon, t- Tuesday, July the sixteenth, from eleven to 5pm because she will be leading free creative writing workshops and doing a reading as part of the Mother Monologues Resisting Austerity at the Luton Central Library, the Well and Wise Room. Now if you want to get involved with this project then you need, you can contact myself on shamiza at outlook.com and you can get some more information. Now this afternoon from 2-3pm at the Well and Wise Space uh, Luton Central Library is also a drop-in session so if you want to come in and find out more information regarding that. Now, the topic is around austerity and how that is impacting the journeys of mothers. Um, and um, and I want to find out whether austerity is actually impacting young people. Um, is this Subhan? Austerity. Do you know what the term means? No, I don't. Okay. So austerity is basically the debt that the government has accrued has, and they're using um, benefit cuts and increasing taxes to actually reduce that debt. So they're making cutbacks on the way. People are leading their lives. Financial cutbacks—that's benefit cuts, that's service cuts, that's increasing taxes—and um, we're all, um, And this is impacting so many different services. However, there's also been a, a great link, an association that austerity, these cutbacks, are also impacting the way um, young people. And this is the service cutbacks in youth centres are therefore not providing spaces for young people to go to, they're Mm. getting bored, and this is kind of potentially leading to possibly knife crime.
0: Right. Could
2: you, I mean, could you, that's a statement that I've made, it's research that I've read. Um, Can you see a correlation there?
0: Yeah, uh, it's interesting because last week we actually did a show on knife crime and uh, what we found was that there is a correlation between the number of people who are out about on the streets Mm -hmm. and the people who take part in knife crime. And one of the solutions that we came up with was the generic one, that we should have more youth centres. Mm-hmm. But what we ten, generally tend to find is that even those people who do tend to go to youth centres, they don't necessarily end up uh, going to it voluntarily. Right. It's either they're being forced to or or they just don't have an interest. And and we find that p- people say that oh, we need more youth centres. But once we do get them, we don't see the turnout being that great. Oh. It's because people aren't interested in these specific things. Mm-hmm. So let's take, for example, young boys, young teenage boys. But the stereotype is that they're into sports, all of them. So what do we do? Create sports centres. Not many people go because not everyone's into sports. Okay. So we don't. We're not really appealing to the wider crowd here, and the and the 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 youth centres, as great as they are, I feel as if the cuts don't really have. A huge impact on the, imp- on the have, don't have a huge impact on the statistics of knife crime, because I feel as if there's other factors that come okay. into play.
2: There's a number of factors. Now, you raised a very interesting point, the fact that, you know, people are assuming young people want this service, want that service. But is anybody actually asking the young people, do you think that's where the conversation needs to be had? We need to be asking Mm -hmm. more and more young people, what is it that you need?
0: Yeah, we need to ask the young people rather than assume Mm -hmm. what they like.
2: And are you part of any board of such? Um, Do you have a voice in the community, Saban? Because your Community Connect is is that voice, isn't it? You're getting young people to kind of engage... But what about out of the community? Are you involved with anything?
0: Um, not really.
2: Mm-hmm. Do you think you should be?
0: I think I should be.
2: Yeah, I think you should be too, <laughs> um, folks. It's the Urban Cube, joined by no other than Saban um, Latif, yep. who is the host and you produce the show as well. Uh, Connecting yep. communities. Okay, mm-hmm. he's a master of all trades, and it's a show Wednesday six to seven. PM um, and he's doing a call out as well if you're a young person who wants to get involved with the show has something to say um, wants to learn about radio and that, or wants to be a potential presenter then this is a show so you need to contact Inspire FM um, so it's, um, do you know, give it Go on, give us a plug, tell tell the listeners how they can get in contact.
0: You can get into contact by calling the radio station on O one five eight two four eight one eight double two. you can call us uh, you can text us, whatsapp us 0006. Seven, nine, four, eight, one, eight, double two.
2: Fantastic. Now, on today's show, folks, the question I've been asking you guys is um, What's your thoughts on um, companies not being allowed to contact employers after working hours? Um, are you somebody that actually is contacted continuously and you do, you know, after you finish work, you're being emailed? They're not allowed to email you after working hours. Is this a welcome relief? Um, or are you somebody that kind of, you know, your work emails, are not merged into your personal emails and that makes the difference. Now Hafsa uh, Alila Bashir was a my guest earlier on she's a freelance artist and she spoke about how being freelance you never switched off you're constantly on the go now um, I totally agree w- with that as a freelance artist I'm also always constantly 24 hours email and I need to cut it down cut it down a little bit now um in the studio joined by subhan we're also asking our listeners this morning it's national create your own ice cream day be creative with ice cream flavors um, i'm gonna ask subhan subhan oh. we, we we always link ice cream with young people but actually everybody and anybody ice cream for all right yep but do you have a, a favorite flavor
0: um i think i like chocolate like- the, the the basic chocolate one, yeah.
2: huh. And if you had to create your own?
0: Um, I don't know, it depends because right now I'm feeling more I'm feeling I'm really craving lemon right now. So oh. I feel like lemon ice cream could be a thing.
2: Okay, lemon. Zesty. Yeah. A bit of a lemon chocolate and lemon could that work
0: I'm not sure you're not sure
2: hey we never know we never know that could be a that could be a potential flavour but there's so many really really cool quirky yeah. flavours <laughs> out there now if you want to tell me what your if you had to create an ice cream flavour what would it be seven7779 four do whatsapp us in and tell me where you're contacting us from today where you're listening in from are you listening on the app are you listening on the facebook live page we've only got the um the the sort of What is it called I don't know What's that thing called That you audio. put on? It's the audio But it's the Template the camera isn't on um, and we are going to be having the repeat of the show at 8pm this evening. Now folks, uh, also coming up on the show this morning, I'm joined by another tremendous guest who has strong links with the North as well, it's no other than Asif Khan. Now Asif Khan has been on the show in the past, he's an award winning actor and writer who trained at the Royal Academy of Dramatic Art Earlier this year, Asif played the title role of Tartuff for the Royal Shakespeare Company, he previously toured Washington DC, San Francisco, and the uni- and the UK with his one man show Love Bombs and Apples, receiving huge critical acclaim. He has performed in numerous plays including A Passage to India, The Hypocrite, Snookered, Multitudes, Twelfth Night and Handbags. In two thousand seventeen, Asif launched his debut play as a writer, Combustion, and was named on the BBC New Talent Hot List. In 2018, he won the Channel 4 Playwrights Scheme Award to develop a play for Rifco Theatre Company and Watford Palace Theatre. His new play, Iman, Imam Imran, for the National Youth Theatre, opens on July the 1st in Bradford as part of the Bradford Literature Festival. So he will be joining me after um, 11 o'clock, inshallah, to talk about his creative journey and about his new play, Imam Imran, which is actually showcasing today. Um, in the studio also I'm joined by Subhan who is a young man who's just finished his his um, GCSEs and he's doing some work experience um, at uh, the studio and he has a show from four to six o'clock six called community connects um which is a really really inspiring show because it's actually engaging young people with the opportunity to empower their voices um on the radio which is uh which is quite refreshing um and i'm looking forward to hearing the show and i'm sure you are you guys will be as well now Sapan, i want to ask you are there any podcasts or how can people listen back to any of the shows that you've done
0: Um, I think podcasts will be available soon, as Mm -hmm. Inspire Films trying to get podcasts available. But for the time being, you can just watch them. uh, some of our live shows on Facebook Live. Other than that, nothing else, I'm afraid.
2: Okay. And I wanted to ask you, are there any events that young people can kind of get involved with in Luton that you know of that we can talk about today?
0: Um, that I know of? I'm not sure. I'm more of an indoor person, so I don't really know the inv- events myself, to be honest.
2: Have you been following the cricket as an indoor person?
0: Uh, no, I haven't.
2: No? Okie dokie. <laughs> we, sh- we shall move on swiftly then. Um, folks, if you want to join in with any of the conversation, 07779 It's 10.53 and you're listening to the Urban Cube with Misha Miser taking you all the way up to 12 o'clock after... 11, I'm joined by no other than award-winning actor and writer, Asif Khan. And after 11.30, I'm joined by no other than local, uh, talented professional no other than farine ahmed now farine is going to be talking to us about uh, europe's largest palestinian exhibition which is happening at the uh, weekend is the palestinian is the pal expo and she is volunteering at the pal expo and she's going to be talking to us of what to expect at the event and we'll be catching up with her about some of the current news stories as well um, folks as always Join in with any of the conversations that we had this morning. I'm asking you what your favourite ice cream flavour is. And if you had to create a uh, a flavour and be creative, what would it be? 07779481822. Subhan, Mm -hmm. when's the last time you actually bought an ice cream from an ice cream van?
0: Uh, Ages ago. I don't think the price is worth it, to be honest. Really? Because... You get one for a pound, but in from the shops, supermarkets, you could get eight for a pound. man. <laughs> it's the you? value. <laughs> uh, I'm I'm
2: liking that. You're a man that likes to budget his money and make his pound go further than it it should. But you know, the experience of an ice cream van, you know, it has its own own thing, right? Really? Yeah, it's like going and going and queuing up and waiting for the man to kind of like. Give you the ice cream? No, you're not feeling the vibe. Uh,
0: no, you have to talk to him, and I'm, I'm really introverted. I don't like talking to people, so
2: how can you be introverted when you're a radio presenter? It,
0: this was given me the a sort of light to kind of not be an introvert. That wow, message.
2: wow! So this <laughs> actually enabled, it's developed your confidence. One of the skills that um, is a great asset for the future, inshallah. Yep. So for somebody who's an introvert, now you're you just can't stop talking.
0: <laughs> I can always stop talking, but you can never start talking sometimes
2: so what i'm going to tell you to do is plug your show mate we're going to the break
0: um listen to community connect on wednesday six to seven uh every wednesday it repeats on saturday at eight o'clock and our logo our logo is community connect connecting the community so be sure to tune in
2: fantastic slogan there community connects connecting the, with the community six to seven wednesdays presented by subhan absolute pleasure subhan thank you so very much for joining me this morning and plugging your show good luck with the future i'm sure we're going to find out a lot more of and we're going to be following your successes inshallah folks we're heading off to a break after the break i'm joined by no other than asif khan for more creative conversations assalamualaikum
0: the following podcast is taken from a live broadcast on inspire fm a creative vibe on the
1: Urban Cube with Sister Shemaisa.
2: Good morning it's 11 o'clock Monday 1st of July and you're listening to Shamaiza taking you all the way up to 12 o'clock on where else Inspire FM of course it's the Urban Cube show bringing you creative conversations with creative pioneers locally and nationally it's a show that celebrates some um, creativity from the Muslim community but also showcases wonderful community connections and charitable pioneers as well we're also a celebration when it comes we celebrate um events as well, happening locally and nationally, and uh, be that theatre or charitable events on the show this morning. I've had the absolute pleasure of speaking to no other than Hafsa Anila Bashir this morning. She will be joining us all the way from Manchester at an event in Luton which is called the Mother Monologues. It's a creative, free creative writing workshop and um, she will be doing a reading and um, some creative writing workshop with mothers from across the town, helping them um, bring out their thoughts um, and expressions uh, around the topic of austerity. Now, austerity is something that is mentioned quite a lot across the media um, in the news Um, but not many people actually know what it is austerity measures are a way in which the government is making cutbacks in order to pay the debt that it owes and the way it's doing that is obviously reducing reducing the the benefits it's reducing benefit it's making cuts Um, this is impacting households are on a low income but also professionals are also impacted with um, Increasing fuel bills and childcare costs and so forth. But it's always the mother, I believe, that has, the, the, has to be quite tenacious in trying to budget shopping bills and fuel bills, traditionally. Um, so it's kind of getting their thoughts on on the on austerity and um, giving them a voice, a platform. And Hafsa is a playwright and a poet, and she's also led lots of community writing workshops. So she'll be joining the community of Luton, inshallah, to get involved with this project. Now, if you'd like to get involved and find out further information, then email me at shamizaoutlook.com. Um, This project is a free creative writing workshop, and it has been funded by the Arts Council um, and Revel Luton Arts. Are supporting this, which is a local arts organisation. So is Testbeds, Bedford University, Level Trust, Luton Food Bank, um, as well, and Luton Culture. So on today's show, I've also had the pleasure of speaking to a delightful young man whose name was Subhan Latif. He is the voice behind the Community Connect show, which is a platform for young people Wednesdays at 6 to 7pm every week if you're a young person that'd like to get involved with that that you need to contact um, Inspire FM um, WhatsApp is on 07779481822 I'm sure Subhan would love to hear from you and especially lots of young people are um, off school now because GCSEs have finished so that means lots of young people will be looking for opportunities to get involved getting engaged with um, community initiatives and paid and voluntary employment. Now, the great thing about Inspire FM. And local radio stations, be that Salam and a Link for FM. I'm sure there are wonderful, wonderful opportunities there for young people to get some work experience. That is how Subhan started his career at Inspire FM at the age of 14. He participated in a um, a radio show um, in the background, and now he's at the forefront, leading his own show. And that could be you. That could be you if you're listening and if you want to get involved, please do get in touch with us. We're always um, open to get our young people um, the opportunity to express themselves, to to upskill. And this is great for their UCAS if they're going to university and it's great for employment as well. Subhan did mention that he was a bit of an introvert when we talked about ice cream and ice cream vans and he didn't like talking to people, but now he's running his own show. See how that has changed his personality and his social skills as well. So it's great for um, developing your emotional, um, not emotional well-being, let me take a step back. Communication skills—that's what it is, folks. Um, it is well. It's a mental well-being day um, at the library. We've got a li- the library, local library. Or libraries across Luton are doing a well being week, which is one uh, from the 1st of July to the 6th of July, which is enabling people to kind of, you know, use um, the library as a space for mental well being. So lots is going on. Um, Are you somebody that goes to the library just to relax and and just get away from it all? Um, How proactive are you uh, in accessing? library books and the library service this is an opportunity for you guys to get down and um check out what's happening at your local library now i'm going to be joined by a fantastic guest i'm sure who spent many a many a a year in his local library being inspired by plays and reading material he is an award-winning playwright um asif khan he'll be joining me very very shortly now folks um i'm also asking you guys this morning um it's National Ice Cream, Creative Ice Cream Day. If you had a, a, an ice cream flavour that you could create, what would it be? Subhan mentioned chocolate is his favourite, but lemon would be um, a, a creative idea. He'd like to create an ice cream flavour from, maybe using the two. Hafsa talked about chilli, mango and dark chocolate. Wowza! Wowza. Now that's a flavour and a half. That is an absolute flavour and a half. Um, I wonder what flavour um, my next guest will would like to create for National Ice Cream Day. I do ask the most random, random questions to my guests. But why not? Why not? Now we were talking about libraries earlier. Um, lots of interesting things happening at the local library in Luton. Um, and I did say that possibly my next guest... May may have spent many a year in the library um, developing his craft. Now, who am I talking about? I'm talking about no other than Asif Khan. Now, Asif Khan is an award-winning actor and writer, who trained at the Royal Academy of Dramatic Art. Earlier this year, Asif played the title role of Tartuff for the Royal Shakespeare's Company. He previously toured Washington, D.C., San Francisco and the U.K. with his one-man show Love Bombs and Apples, receiving huge critical acclaim. He's performed in numerous plays, including A Passage to India, The Hypocrite, Snookered, Multitudes, Twelfth Night and Handbagged. In 2017, Asif launched his debut play as a writer. Um, for combustion and combustion was named on the bbc new talent hot list in 2018 he won the channel 4's playwright scheme award to develop a play for rifko theater company and watford palace theater his new play imam imran for the national youth theater opens on july the first today folks in bradford as part of the bradford literature festival i think he deserves an ice cream for all that assalamu Alaikum asif
4: How are you?
2: I'm very well. I'm very well. Um, Congratulations with the absolute fabulous success um, this year and last. Uh, We've been following your journey for a number of years, so it's an absolute pleasure having you join us this morning. And today, today is the opening of uh, Imam Imran. How are you feeling?
4: Yeah, really excited, a little bit nervous, but um, um, they're all at the theatre right now. They're kind of uh, doing a few... uh, Bits of lighting and sound, and then they're going to do a dress rehearsal this afternoon, and then the uh, first performance at seven pm at Carlos Hangham in Bradford tonight as part of the Bradford Literature Festival.
2: Fantastic! So, now, yeah, yeah,
4: yeah, excited so, to come and see it. Excited to come and see it.
2: Inshallah. Now, um, tell us a little bit about the play, but before that, I want to ask you: It's National Create Your Own Ice Cream Day. Um, Asif, oh, yeah. you know I'm going to ask you yeah. ask you what yeah. what flavor? What's your favorite flavor? And what would you, you know, create?
4: Um, do you know what I always um, attracted to um, a few particular flavors? Banana. Anything any dessert with banana in that's that's my always always my favorite. I can't even look at anything else on the menu if I see that. Um, and also coffee. So a mixture of, like, something to do with coffee, banana, and maybe a bit of chocolate. Um, uh, that combination is my dream
2: your dream let's make it happen that sounds like a really really cool combo coffee and banana <laughs> with a bit of chocolate I- I'm feeling the vibe there I'm totally feeling the vibe I, there yeah, yeah I like no 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 it's good that, that, I can't resist that and ice cream generally is a is, a, is a, um, it's a it's a weak spot for me ice cream I love ice cream we all do let's scream for ice cream have you ever heard that saying <laughs> Right, uh, moving. again. Oh. <laughs> oh, scream for ice scream for ice cream. Right, you know what? Moving on from this conversation, now okay. I'm yeah. getting back to the world of l- literature. Mashallah. Now, Asif, it's been a tremendous, tremendous few years for you. Um, in particular, your tour back to Washington, DC with your one man show, Love Bombs and Apples, which received huge critical acclaim. So, gosh, what was that experience like for you? Um, because you went back uh, it was,
4: yeah it was amazing so we did the show firstly in 2015 and then we did it in every mm-hmm. single year at, uh like the following year we did a full national tour 2017 we did uh, edinburgh fringe festival um 2016 went to san francisco for three weeks and then uh earlier this year we went to we were invited to the kennedy center in washington dc but mm-hmm. so it was it was brilliant because this idea just started uh initially as a little conversation between me and the writer Hassan Abdel-Razak having a coffee at Covent Garden thinking how can we put this play on and Mm -hmm. then um, to take it all the way to the States. And and literally just like you could see the White House and it was amazing. I mean the the Kennedy Center, the building is the most, the biggest uh, theatre building I've ever been. Oh wow. It's it's epic, it's got three different theatres. But the diversity of the work that happens in that theatre and the the Mm -hmm. programming, uh, I was really impressed with. The um, kind of the, the variety of, and, and plays from different parts of the world, um, but and then and in contrast to you've got the White House just next door, and what's going on in the White House, and I just thought that was a, a quite a surreal. Reality. Yeah, but yeah, and but this, this building is doing some great work, mm-hmm. being open and um, talking about um, politics all over the world, mm. people all over the world, inviting um, people all over the world. So part and then you've got this hostile. Um, Trump environment in the in the White House and it, I it was,
2: yeah. it's, <laughs> it's such an extreme extreme contrast isn't it um, you'd think yeah. that uh, you your neighbor could educate you but un- unfortunately the it is it doesn't it seems to be I'm hoping it's not being ignored I'm hoping they're being inspired by what is going on the reality of the world around them but from Washington um, back to Bradford because political theater <laughs> or also so it's sort of like social issues are something that are quite prevalent in your writing, and your your you've produced this new play called Imam Imran, and it's showcasing in Bradford. And Bradford is your home. Is this where you were born and bred?
4: I was born and bred. Yeah, before I went to drama school. So you know, it's uh, it's the place I know best, uh, and the place that kind of feels uh, most like home.
2: And. It's really developing um, on the creative arts uh, landscape Bradford is. So much amazing work. It seems to be fueled and created from there. But this particular play, why did you want to, you know, you've travelled around the world. You've gone to the other side of the world with a play, but you've brought this one back to the to Bradford and Bradfords Literature Festival. Why was it important for you to do that?
4: I mean, anything that I... If I'm a, at all on the producing end or if I have any influence whatsoever on the play, mm-hmm. I will always try to get to Bradford because that's the place wow. I, you know, I want to bring it to my hometown. Mm-hmm. I want to put it in front of my own community. That's so important to mm-hmm. me. Uh, but this was um, commissioned and produced by the National Youth Theatre. So right. They came to me and asked me um, if I have any ideas about a play. And I, I initially thought I'd like to write about uh, you know, a young, modern-thinking imam. Mm-hmm. Uh, not sure how. Um, Also, I generally, with all my writing, I try to make it funny. Mm -hmm. Uh, I play a lot of comedy as an actor, so Mm -hmm. I think it's a really good um, system to have if you have a play which is entertaining and funny, as well as dealing with, like, sensitive, important themes. Mm -hmm. And um, so it started off with this this character. I didn't know where to go, and then I thought, where can he come from, which is completely different to where he ends up.
3: Mm
4: -hmm. Um, And uh, in the play, he ends up being... um, an actor who's privately educated in Bradford, um, and then comes um, to drama school. Uh, Lives in Bristol and and, and uh, a famous face on a uh, popular soap called Ashley Ashley Road, playing this character called Jimmy on this mm. soap, and he's got a famous girlfriend. And uh, that's where he starts. He's he's a well known face on TV. And then something happens and things change for him and his relationships with his girlfriend and his family. Um, and that's where the second half of the play, he goes and returns to Bradford and he tries mm. to find answers to these questions.
2: So the answers to the questions are he's trying to find, but what are you hoping that the answers and questions will be projected from the audience from this play?
4: Well, I hope just Initially, like, my intention is just to put an alternative Muslim voice on the Mm -hmm. stage that you don't always hear. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, I just want to show that there's diversity among Muslims, that we're not all the same, we're not all one group of, (laughs) we don't all think alike, we Mm -hmm. don't agree on the same things, and also just to to show that we're normal British human beings, Mm -hmm. you know, Mm -hmm. Um, uh, like everyone else. And I think that is is not really represented out there in the media. and, and through my work, hopefully, I can do that and, and kind of um, explore themes that are important mm. in, in British Muslims today, um, things, you know, feelings that I go through, feelings that my family goes through. Because, um, you know, at this time, I, I just feel like it's the, the most intense level of Islamophobia around, I feel. Um, and I just feel it's so important to make sure you, um, as, as artists, put on... Um, detailed, nuanced alternative stories about Muslims mm. which are, which hopefully can represent the full range mm-hmm. um i think the influence of like muslims for example mo salah you know just played for liverpool and mm-hmm. and i saw a tweet uh, um, a, a month ago just just saying how the islamophobia in liverpool is produced just from of course most is a visible muslim and yeah. scoring goals for liverpool but then and, you, you know we, that, those kind of role models are so important
2: but do you feel that you have to be an exceptional muslim to Turn this around though, because he is, but his, I'm, and I'm not going to knock back what he's been able to achieve because it's been tremendous. Because we tend to associate um, racism with hooligans. At football games, Mm -hmm. and for him to turn that around um, and change the narrative has been phenomenal. May Allah always bless him for the amazing work that he does. Now, um, I want to ask you, Asif, like you have been so consistent in your delivery of plays that are Muslim centric and the audience and sort of re educating audiences with re representation through this Mm. writing. Now, the National Youth Theatre is a big. You know, well recognised, notable youth theatre, and they've approached you. So, does that mean theatre companies are now opening up and realising the importance and value of writers like mm. yourself um, taking ownership of stories about Muslims and, and and diversity?
4: Yeah, it's a very good question. I think I think um, I think they are, and I, I'm um, I'm really pleased that they came to me and asked me for this idea for me to write so the moon to write for them uh they're a big organization and 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 the fact that they're going to Bradford, having the premiere Mm. in Bradford, Mm. um they know the two want to attract you know people from south asia background Mm. Muslim background to their youth company youth acting company and uh and kind of um, backstage artists so you know it's been it's been really good but i think i think in terms of some of the other theaters in the West End and uh, I still think there's um, more work to be done. I still think um a play about Muslims by a non Muslim writer mm. is more likely to go on mm.
3: than
4: a play from a Muslim writer mm. you know uh, and that's 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 wrong and I just think um, you know um, I just think uh, things need to change in in that respect just to just to allow people to you know, represent themselves sometimes. Of course, not always. I'm not mm-hmm. saying that um, non-Muslims can, can can't write about those issues, or I can't write about any issue I want. That's free to do that. But I just think there's there's so many writers out there, South Asian writers, Muslim writers, uh, voices that we don't really hear very often. And if and if and those voices need to get their their time and their stage as well. And uh, uh, need to be heard. I think it's really important.
2: Now, hearing voices leads me on to my next question because you were part of a very exciting uh, project called Voices by um, Ollie Bolton and Daisy Bolton, um, which yes. saw, uh, showcased at um in london and do you know what it's completely gone out of my head the the oval right where was it sorry at the uh shakespeare's globe Globe. yes it was at the globe (laughs) i do apologize now this was a very very exciting opportunity to enable muslim voices to be heard and have Mm. their plays um performed at such a prestigious venue like the globe Mm. now this and you were part of this because you were one of the judges you were the one of you know you really supported this campaign now there is a new launch now 2019 submissions campaign has been launched for the voices of london um and cool. it's inviting people to share the story and have it performed at live events by renowned actors um why is this is, is this something that you're going to be supporting Can you continue to support if and what were your thoughts with the previous um showcase
4: Yeah, I mean, I've got a a lot of admiration for uh, Daisy and Ollie and and, uh, um, I think first met them in 2016 where they came to me with this idea. And um, um, I I think uh, this is such an important project and it's um, what they've done so far with the um, short film and the live event at the Shakespeare's Globe has been brilliant. You know, just taking Mm. these ordinary stories of uh, of normal, uh, you know, you don't have even have to be a writer. You don't have to be an artist. You just have to share your experience on the page and write something, uh, something that's happened to you. Mm. Uh, and then that story, in verbatim style, theatre is performed by um, established actors on a great stage like the Shakespeare Globe, mm. um, and so those stories are being heard. And so, um, through, through even if it's online through video or online, it's, it's just a great format. So. Um, I'd encourage anybody who's got an experience or they want to share uh, or has a a creative urge to just write something down about their experience or share something about what it feels like to be a British Muslim, um, I'd I'd ask them to submit to this um, really good uh, project.
2: And we will be speaking to Ollie and Daisy a little bit more about this uh, um, in a future show. If you guys, if you want to go on to the website. It's www.voicesoflondon.com slash submissions. Um, The campaign has been launched. um, uh, um, I had the absolute pleasure of being part of this project as well and I was so blown away by the quality and content that was uh, delivered on the Globe Theatre with such a remarkable, diverse audience as well. It was quite epic. It was quite historical and I'm so glad it's continuing because that's the thing. It's about consistency, isn't it, Asif? That, you know, these projects need to continue once they build the build um, the vibe they need to carry on otherwise these things just get lost
4: yeah completely I just think it's not it's, it's something that needs to be consistent and, and the mm. fact that you know you've heard someone sat in another part of the country yeah who has never been to a theatre or mm. you know has shared their experience written it down on a piece of paper and then a um, trained actor has gone on the stage at the Shakespeare's Globe wow and presented it to this whole new audience, shared their story. I think that's really special. I think that's, that's how you connect with human beings.
2: That's, you know, it, it's, uh, it's, it's a wonderful thing. It sure is. And now I want to ask you about Imam Imran. And now it is opening today at the, as part of the Bradford Literature Festival. Where, will it just showcase only there? Will it be touring across the country?
4: Well, at the moment, there's only four dates. So first show tonight, and it's on till the 4th of July. So Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, at Karnasanyam as part of the Bradford Literature Festival. So that's like the initial premiere and the first stage. Um, I've been told there'll be there'll be more to come with it. Um, but at the moment, it's just the initial four performances.
2: Fantastic. And what else is on the cards um, for Asif?
4: Um, I've got a, a another play that I've been developing at the same time as this. Um, Called Jamil's legendary um, stag night with oh. uh, the Channel playwright scheme, Richard uh, theatre being what the Palace. Awesome, theatre. and it's having a first reading at the RADA festival again this same week actually on the 4th of July wow. in London. So that's having a presentation for the first time as a reading, um, and uh, I'm excited about that as well. So absolutely awesome. Then, uh, yeah, yeah.
2: <laughs> wow, wow, no, utterly, utterly awesome. Gosh, you are busy. Thank you so much, Asif, for giving me your time this morning. We wish you um, absolute success with Imam, Imran, and the dude that's having the stag night. What was the play called again? <laughs> Sorry, it just went over Jamil's my... Jamil's Legendary Stag Night. <laughs> yeah, Jamil's Legendary Stag Night. That's having, having a reading today. How, how exciting. Um, Asif, there's, if there's anybody that wants to kind of connect, find out about um, the play, that's performing are there tickets still available oh yeah yeah
4: yeah please um, have a look if you go on the National Youth Theatre just Google National Youth Theatre um, uh, for tickets actually I've got the website here www.nyt.org.uk or you can go to uh, my website and the information on there www.theassetcar.com
2: Fantastic. Massive big congratulations and Mubaraks for um, the success of Imam Imran. Thanks it sounds much. absolutely fantastic. And so does the other play too. Thank you so very much for joining us this morning Perfect. and always giving uh, the Urban Cube your time.
4: Thank you very much. Thanks for having
2: me on. You're very, very welcome. That was uh, Asif Khan joining me this morning all the way from Bradford, um, talking about his new play, Imam Imran, which is actually showcasing today as part of the Bradford Literature Festival. Folks, I'm heading off to a break and after the break, I'm joined by another fabulous guest. She's actually a local, local lady who's making her mark in the charitable sector by supporting and raising awareness of uh, many many campaigns, um, she is a, a lady. I'm super looking forward to interviewing and talking to about the largest Palestinian exhibition in Europe. Join me after this. Assalamualaikum.
0: Assalamualaikum. This is Atif Nawaz. Listen to Inspire FM shows in your time by heading over to inspirefm.org or listen on Apple Podcasts or Spotify.
1: A creative vibe on the Urban Cube with Sister Shamiza.
2: Good morning and Assalamualaikum. We are on the final half an hour of the Urban Cube, taking you all the way up to twelve o'clock this morning. Now you can catch all the conversations that have been had on the repeat of the show at eight p.m. or go back to Facebook Live. Now we don't have uh, any images going live, but we do have. Oh, we do have. Um, yeah, we've got. Farheen in the studio uh, with me right now, mashallah, so you can catch her on Facebook Live and um, it's it's an absolute pleasure having her joining me this morning. Now folks, if you've missed the first half of the show, I've had the pleasure of speaking to Asif Khan, who is an award-winning actor and today uh, at the Bradford Literature Festival we'll be showcasing his play Imam Imran um, which is supported by the National Youth Theatre. Also I had uh, the the very delightful Subhan Latif. Subhan Latif is um, a, a young lad who's just finished his GCSEs and he's the voice behind a show called um, Community Connect. So it was very inspiring listening to his radio journey and um, the fact that um, Inspire Family is kind of nurturing his aspirations and developing his confidence. Before that, I had the very, very fantastic Hafsa Anila Bashir who is described as the voice of Manchester she has is a notable poet published poet may i say who is the author behind um the Selox and the Clot her de- debut poetry book she's also a accomplished playwright as well and folks she's coming to Luton she'll be joining me uh, and um, some remarkable women um, this is also a call out as part of the Mother Monologues Resisting Austerity, now this is a project which is engaging the voices of women, mothers in particular across Luton to share their thoughts on cutbacks governmental <coughs> cutbacks to Form part of a um, digital art and theatre performance, inshallah. Now um, the conversations are not stopping there. This show is all about celebrating creative creativity conversations with uh, trailblazers across. The country as well as locally, as um too. And the conversation will not run dry there because I'm joined by another remarkable guest this morning. She's been on the show previously, had lots of wonderful feedback from the very inspirational conversation she's had on the show, and she's back today. It is no other than farine Ahmed. Assalamu alaikum, Fareen. Assalamu alaikum,
5: Assalamu alaykum, everybody. Thank you for having me on the show. Always, it's always a, a pleasure. A pleasure. <laughs>
2: it always is a pleasure. It's always a pleasure having locals um you know you do work in london you're um you work in the legal profession um Believe it was commercial <laughs> law that you were working in previously. Yeah. You um, still, there. Still, still there. there, still there, <laughs> still there. She's still, still there. And um, but also, you're very, very passionate about not only inspiring young people to kind of make the right creative or, or career choices in the future when they leave school, but also mm-hmm. very passionate about charitable um, uh, events and also raising raising uh, awareness of uh, communities um, and groups of people that uh, are. have been impacted um, by humanitarian um, causes so inshallah um, you're you're a lady who has many talents super busy uh, a bit of a mini superwoman (laughs) if I can say so myself
5: I wouldn't say that Uh, but
2: before then We're going to talk ice cream. Okay. We are going to talk ice cream. Okay. Today is National Create Your Own Ice I mean, Cream what Day. what
5: day. The weather's beautiful. It's hot outside. Ice cream is the way forward. And diet. At... What, what's a diet?
2: <laughs> Who needs, diets? Who needs a diet. I could sweat it all out Literally. with the weather. That's what it's all about. So uh, what was your weekend like, Vereen?
5: Weekend was great. Had a nice day out with family yesterday at Regent's Park. Uh-huh. Um, played some cricket. Ooh. Sprained my ankle, unfortunately, um, uh-huh. but it was great. And then on Saturday, food, London, friend's birthday. Just it's just been a London-based weekend to be honest. Busy,
2: busy, busy, busy. Now, but the
5: p- weather was great, so you know, no excuses. Can't complain, no excuses. Now you I just, had some ice
2: cream. Ah, you did. I and did. Um, so, what flavour? Chocolate hazelnut ice cream. It's ah. my
5: absolute favourite uh-huh. from Amarino okay. in London. Um, I you love... can buy
2: ice cream for all different places. People, we are not yeah, no, just one no, place. No, but it's right. interesting. You went for the posh place.
5: It was the most <laughs> nearest. It was the nearest ice cream place, and um, we were f- feeling hazelnut ice okay. cream. Okay. So. Uh-huh. um But you're asking about creative ice cream. Yes. Creams. Yes, I am. I think the most, the weirdest ice cream I've had has to be. Chili strawberry ice cream. How is that even possible? I don't even know. It was in. It was a random um, truck in London, giving out all sorts of flavors like bubble gum things. Okay, like that. okay. And I'm not very funky with my ice cream. I like my standard. <laughs> I like my chocolate. Shit, funky with the ice cream. <laughs> I like my hazelnut. And he was like, honestly, you'll love this. And it actually was really nice. It okay. was really, really. So it was nice. working it. Yeah. Strawberry and chili. Wow. You know us us Asians,
2: we put chili in everything, right? <laughs> he wasn't even Asian, so I don't know where he got the idea from. But it was great. It wow. Was, like, great. Wow. What a fascinating fascinating experience that you had and and it worked it but worked. if you had to create one what would it be
5: I'm not very creative with I-
2: with ice creams um I'm, I'm going to let know. you think about that think I'm going to let you think one, about yeah. folks
0: I'm asking <laughs> you guys
2: share with me some of your creative ice cream ideas um would love to find out we have had we've had um I think it was coffee and banana from Asif Khan. We've had um, Subhan say lemon, possibly with chocolate. And we've had Hafsa telling us that it's chili mango with dark chocolate. Mm. Mm. Chili mango. Feeling the vibe. Yeah. People bring some in. You know what? We're you tell what's your
5: favorite? And Ooh. what? Have
2: you Do you know anything with k- coffee in it? Mm. I'm totally I'm totally with the coffee vibe anything with like coffee um and I think coffee and salted caramel maybe yeah and a little yeah. bit of vanilla in there um but you know what you can't go wrong with a bit of coffee
5: you just can't the classic desi ice
2: cream, you can't. Yeah, be yeah. Wrong. I'm Pisteshire just. Sasha is the way. Yeah, that forward. that's the biz. Yeah, that's, that's the funky, one. right? Yeah, that, <laughs> as funky as it gets. As funky as it gets. <laughs> We're going off tangent, but um, folks tuning in, it's eleven thirty-seven. I'm joined by no other than the very fabulous Farine Ahmed Marshall. She is um, she is somebody who's very passionate about charity. Um, she's she travels around the world. Uh, that's I. Uh, that's the need to ask you a question. Travelling around the world, you must have grabbed an ice cream or two, right?
5: It has to be the hazelnut that started in Rome. Okay. So that's where my whole obsession with hazelnut ice cream began because the Italian ice cream is something else. But Italian hazelnut ice cream is even better. So if you haven't been to Rome and you, when you do go, hazelnut ice cream is the way forward, guys. Make sure you get it.
2: It's, you know, that, then- is, that is gelato yeah. The place of gelatos, yep. right? 100%. None of this army stuff. Nope.
5: <laughs> no, nope, not at all. It literally is, you know, such good ice cream. I think I went last uh, last year in summer and must have had about four of those in a day
2: wow well wow. and you have four not four, one people. not one. Four. four. you don't do okay. things in halves we <laughs> we have an ice cream connoisseur here you only know, in italy it's all it's all coming out now it's all coming out the truth is coming yeah. out this is why we've dedicated this show to, uh, to ice, cream. ice cream because she had four in the, you know, the heart, the core of the world of ice cream. Rome and hazelnut gelatos, mashallah. Now, um, you're here to kind of talk to us about uh, something that you're quite passionate about mm-hmm. and that is kind of raising awareness about um, charities but also uh, about... Europe's largest Palestinian expo because you're volunteering on this project this yes. is happening at the weekend I've heard I've seen it advertised over many a year but I've not had the experience of attending it but you know the lineup this year is extraordinary Farine so why are you involved with this really remarkable event which is described as biggest Palestinian event in Europe and it's at the Olympia London
5: firstly I'm here to invite yourself Shemiza, and, and your kiddies because this is going to be a great day for for families and everybody in Luton, because this is the one time that we are finally celebrating Palestine. Okay. And, you know, when you hear Palestine and you hear things like the West Bank, Gaza, suddenly we have, there's a narrative around it. Okay. There are negative connotations. You think it's quite war, political suppression. Secular, yeah. But we, we have to remember that these are a group of people with their own culture, mm-hmm. with their own talent.
2: And heritage. And
5: heritage. So this is going to be the two days in the year in Europe where we celebrate their talent, where we bring together people from all over mm-hmm. the world mm-hmm. talking about Palestine, mm-hmm. sharing their talent you know, from being Palestinian, um, just looking at their culture, getting involved in... Learning more about what's going on in Palestine, okay. you know what they're going through, mm-hmm. and but more so just celebrating them. So it's not a protest, it's not a campaign. It's just bringing them together and our, raising our awareness about what's happening there and how we can ra- how we can spread that further. Okay, how we can change the narrative, you know, reset the agenda, bring them to light, bring them to the mainstream media,
2: mm-hmm.
5: sh- and you know, just show the world that there that. is a,
2: there. Are, these are humans. Yeah, there's um, they're not a statistic
5: exactly and that they have so much to share and we're doing that and we're doing it in London in one of the most prestigious venues that you can possibly have the London Olympia Mm -hmm. 6th and 7th of July and it's it's ticketed but you know it's not extortionate they're very very reasonable you can even use Mm -hmm. my code which is FOA15 to get 15% off oh generous lady you you can do that (laughs) Um, and I will be distributing leaflets around Luton. Okay, look out for them in shops. Look out for them um, wherever you go. Uh, hopefully, there'll be something for you to pick up and think about it and do join us.
2: It sounds absolutely fantastic. Now I have a flyer in front of me. You have, you know, it's it's so intriguing the way they have used. The suppression, oppression in Palestine, but actually turned it around in a creative way to Mm. express the message, deliver what is happening there by, I'm so taken aback by this because you've got interactive installations and it says, come and bowl the occupation. A 20 interactive installation showing daily life under the occupation, but you can come and bowl the occupation, Mm -hmm. which is quite clever. in delivering the message but using art Mm -hmm. so what will happen for
5: example I'll give you examples of what's happening so for the interactive installations what we're trying to do is we're going to have a bowling pin Mm -hmm. and each pin will have a sort of label okay which a sort of a a company which supports um Israel so like Coca-Cola and once um, people have come kids have come and you know had their fun and you know, done the bowling, got the pins down. There'll be somebody educating them about okay. what the what the BDS movement is, okay. what the boycott, divestment, and sanctions movement is. Um, so you know, everything will be interactive, but there'll be a lot of learning. Okay, and it's important to keep that going to keep right. and raise the awareness. So at it's all it's educational, yeah,
2: about human rights violations. Yep. and what's then to, yeah,
5: and then mm-hmm. we have a sort of a tech hub where there's mm-hmm. a um, artificial intelligence, virtual reality headset where kids can you know wear that. It's very cool, and within the headset they'll get to see the west bank wall and get to do some graffiti on it so
2: it's graffiti the apartheid wall and walk through the al Aqsa mosque yeah. so wow and these artists obviously these artists there's lots of artists involved um you've got um who are expressing their messages mm-hmm. of human rights violations and you've got a, a an array of Poets we at have, the event.
5: We have some incredible speakers, including Nelson Mandela's grandson. Oh wow! Who's coming from South Africa to talk okay. about apartheid, uh-huh. making the links. We have Elan Papé, a leading mm-hmm. Jewish journalist. Okay. We have Remy Kanazi, a famous poet from Brooklyn. We also
2: have, um, what's it? Let me just. Just the level of speakers and creatives at this event have are extraordinary yeah. but apart from the poets you also have a kids village there's children's theater to to arts and crafts you've got an art gallery where palestinian artists on history culture and politics mm-hmm. um there's about 50 renowned speakers on over 40 topics lots going What's on lots going on across two days so both days will be different and
5: there will be some incredible speakers on both days.
2: And you've got a code that you are giving, yeah. for, uh, for for anybody who's wanting to get discounted tickets on the code. is
5: 15% FOA15 um, on the website, you get a cheaper ticket. Um, up until
2: the day of the actual expo. Wonderful. So this so is Do the, you use that? So this is PAL Expo, the biggest Palestinian event in Europe which is happening on the 6th and 7th of July at Olympia London. Um, the underground is Kensington to Olympia and you can buy the tickets at palestine, palestineexpo.com hashtag palestine expo. And Farine in the studio with me today is one of the volunteers who's uh, kind of managing mm-hmm. the, the other volunteers yeah. in making this happen. Um, what's the experience been like? Is this the first first time you've actually uh, participated and supported an event like this have you been to one previously
5: so it's not my first event for palestine mm-hmm. um i've done i've worked with a lot of charities that are doing palestine work um there's an actually there's an incredible museum for people that are into museums in bristol which mm-hmm. is all about palestine okay um and it's a place to visit just to see mm. you know firsthand some of mm. their art and things like that um but it's my first time working with friends of Alexa, okay. who are the organization behind pal expo and um I was very very keen to get involved this year because mm-hmm. I see the impact. So last in 2017 when they did it last time it went the activism about raising awareness in Palestine mm-hmm. went up by around 50% or something. Right, right. So you know it was a huge huge impacting event. So this year we're hoping that it's the sort of event that raises awareness again, you know, changes mm-hmm. the narrative, mm-hmm. um, brings together people and continue we don't you know the occupation continues. Um, for the last 17 years, 70 years, it's is ongoing. So it's something that will bring it back to light and okay. help us do more and help us to you know. So you're think bro- about you're it. wanting
2: to broaden people's awareness. Yeah. You're wanting to keep this on the top of the agenda that people are still because it's so Absolutely. easy to make it quite unfortunately. When this is some form of human rights violation and we see it in the press, um, it becomes everybody gets on a bandwagon mm-hmm. and then it disappears out exactly. of light. And I just feel that that's happened to many parts of the world. Yeah. Um, Gaza, we're seeing that in Sudan. You know, we all get hyped up on Facebook and then we just forget about, about, about it. it yeah. We do our share and exactly. then we move on. Yeah. But more needs to be done. Um,
5: this is the kind of thing that, and it's not, you know, it's not a protest. It's not something mm-hmm. that's talking mm-hmm. about in a negative way. It's just a nice way to just share them
2: right and, and who they are who they what are, they're about what they're
5: about there's actually a palestinian wedding that will be happening Ooh, um, a sort of uh uh not a real one but obviously okay. like a. so it's a, a culture a, palestinian. A mm-hmm. and it'll show the people how palestinians get married
2: okay and, and, and um
5: the, what's involved in
2: dabka it. Dabka right.
5: too yeah we've got some amazing instruments such a big fan of here. that they'll be doing a lot of that
2: uh and food food you cannot go wrong if you wrong. like your
5: canefe it's the place to be <laughs> I, like, I don't like it no no why not it's too cheesy no
2: that is unpopular opinion guys don't listen to I, 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 that's why I whispered it um I need to go I do not do you know what I need to change my thoughts on that I need to go and have a proper version it has to be made right yes we've had um
5: one made by a Palestinian, and it has to be the best kanefo we've ever had. Okay, But cool. there are a lot of people that make it, and you can get it re- wrong really easily. You can make and I think it it, too, the one I had went, went
2: wrong a bit. It was yeah. too sweet.
5: So that's why you have to come to Pal Expo.
2: Of course. <laughs> I'm going to try it out. Will there be ice cream? Maybe baklava-flavor yeah, ice cream? Yeah,
5: there might be. You know? it might be.
2: Ah, You're, you're really, really be. super tempt- tempting me. So, folks, it's the Pal Expo happening at Ken, um, Olympia, London, 6th and 7th July, Kensington, Underground, to uh, Olympia. And you can buy the tickets at palestinexpo.com. And we have a discount code, which Maureen is going to give us. FOA15, guys. That's where it, that's where it's at. Tickets
5: can be bought at, bought at palexpo.com. Mm-hmm. You'll also see what's happening and a bit more information about the range of things we've got on. So you can pick the day you'd like to attend. Um, but yeah.
2: Fantastic, Hope to see there. fantastic, Farine. Um, you you are a very inspiring young lady, mashallah, who is still very young herself, but really, really does try to reach out to the younger generation. And that's the conversation we had when you joined this show previously, mm-hmm. because you were you had your wonderful friend also joining us, um, Anika. She's also
5: helping me with Palexpo. We're both fantastic. Excellent. You'll see us this evening distributing leaflets.
2: Brilliant, Come brilliant. Come
5: say hi, learn more about it. <laughs>
2: Fantastic. Anika is a dentistry student That's as well, right, yeah. a local young lady mm-hmm. who's done extraordinarily well academically, mashallah, and um, both of you are using your time and effort to kind of um, support charitable causes. We just had Subhan earlier on, who's just done his GCSEs, and, and he was talking about opportunities for young people mm-hmm. that a lot of young people are just sitting idle because they don't know what to do, and then the fact is youth... Youth services are being cut and if youth centres are being open, there's an assumption that all kids want to just do is sport. Mm. What would you say to young people listening in? Because there's lots of kids now who have done their GCSEs, mashallah, waiting for their results, um, planning their future. What advice could you give to young people? For the summer. For the summer, Yeah.
5: I'd say get involved in more than just... Sport. I mean, sport's great, you know. It's, it's great that some students still want to do that because often even that's not an option anymore. It's more stay indoors, play games, things like that. But get involved in your sport, meet new people. What I was doing in my summer post-GCSCs um, was getting involved in charitable events. Okay. Um, so, you know, fun days. Doing There's so many opportunities to volunteer mm-hmm. with charities and if you've got the time and, and you're able to get around, do that build your skills up, You know, get involved in um, charitable initiatives. And also if you've got an idea of what you want to do or if you don't have an idea, try to get in some work experience over the summer. Um, what mm-hmm. I did was you know, email loads of law firms, um, loads of chambers, things like that, and try and get a day or two. And that helped my CV a lot and also helped my skills a lot. So if you're free this summer, mm-hmm. get involved in projects locally. Um, I was part of Luton Youth Council and um, I was doing that for about two or three years. Um, and that was a lot of my summer. My mum will remember that I never sat at home any summer until I started work. And I was like, oh, I need a summer off and I need to go on holiday. But literally, I literally never sat at home. I was always doing some sort right. of um, project. Um, and it's
2: benefited you, hasn't it? doing that
5: For confidence, for getting uh-huh. to know people, getting out there. Um, and now I can do things like this. And hopefully that it's easy to spread the word because people I know people like you. You
2: know? <laughs> so Do you see how she and, plugged you know. that? <laughs> um We're always about empowering um the community in Luton, especially the young people of Luton, giving them access to information that they may not readily get. And and this is where it's an absolute delight to have um Freena in the studio to talk to us about the work that she does because she's she is um evidence, evidence of Working hard um, and uh, and it's paying off, and now you're giving back to the young people of the community. Um, how is that uh, g- g- link that you were creating getting on? Because I know Anika and yourself were coming together and you wanted to give advice and guidance to young people who are applying for university mm-hmm. through UCAS, yep. those are interested in legal, um, professional dentistry, anything um, science, yeah. yeah. And, it, it, and it is that still
5: continuing? Still continuing, and it will continue into the next year. And even over the summer, we're open to. Helping students and advising them think ahead, plan for Fantastic. next year. You know, look into universities for September. We're always open to give advice. Um, Brilliant. So, you know, Facebook or however, Instagram, feel free to contact us. Um, but, yeah, we, we we encourage people to get involved with things that can help their skills and their growth over the summer. It's the time where you, have, you can do anything, you don't have school commitments. Of course. And there's lots going on. Yeah. You know, if you're allowed to go into... Commuting commute into London, things like that, or go with parents, there's so much that you can do outside of Luton as well. But it's always good to start locally. There's things that you can get involved with locally, help your local community, help projects, things that are happening here at Uh DLCC, Um, just volunteering. And that's how you build your skills and meet people and, you know... And keep yourself busy.
2: Fantastic, fantastic advice there. Now, keeping yourselves busy is something that I've been talking about um, today in one of the news stories. It's the fact that is a, uh, there is a country that has actually banned employers from email emailing their employees after working hours. Now, there does seem to be where working. Extra hours, we can't seem to switch off. Mm-hmm. A lot of people are bombarded with, like, you know, work emails. They're having to work in their, you know, working those extra hours that are not actually paid for. Mm. What's your thoughts on that, Farina? Do you think it's it's something that, you know, um, should be rolled out everywhere or should emails be locked off? You have your work email, don't access that until you get to work and keep your private email that you access separate.
5: Um, I'm from law, so this is probably the worst, worst sort of sector, uh, but... You know, I always think that you set your own sort of lifestyle. Okay. You set your own standard. And mm-hmm. people I work with, some are really, really good at saying, you know, this is the time I will log off. Mm-hmm. I won't respond to emails. Um, if you need me, the next time I'll be available is this. And ah, if you do I've that. I've seen those. Yeah, and I do that myself. So on the weekend, I don't check my emails. Okay. Um, in during the week, if I need to do something, if I need to look at them, it'll be just for mm-hmm. a few minutes. But it's... You need to set that own standard. Right, you have to right. make sure that you make it known the way your lifestyle is. Um, okay. you know at what time will you be busy, at what time can you actually look at your emails.
2: But Right, right. I mean it, it, it
5: in law is probably harder just to lock off emails because you're it's a client driven <sighs> right. uh, sector, but it's important for you to set that tone. And and stick to and it. Stick to it, yeah. And if you don't do that, then you're expected to always be on call. Yes, to always respond.
2: <laughs> so you are responsible, really, exactly. for the routine that you set. Yeah. And and I love the logging off thing that you've just talked about. The fact that you put there's always, I always see these emails like I'm not in this, I'm not in um, the office right now. Yeah. I will be available then. And that's something I think I need to do. You I really to. do. Um, I, I want to quickly ask you about law as a profession. So if there's any young people who are interested in going into law as a profession, what advice would you give them?
5: Networking is key. Okay. And networking starts early. So like I said, in the summer, if you have time and you're into law, there are lots of law firms locally. Um, email them. Get to oh. know people that work there. Ask for a day or two shadowing them. Also read around because law is so broad there's mm-hmm. so much you can go into and re- it's not just criminal law it's not just courts and murders and things like that there's so much more there's family there's commercial there's you know property so look into things like that over your summer in your free time and yeah get that experience if you really if you really want to experience it be confident to go to firms and say this is me this is my interest if you give me a day just helping you volunteering mm-hmm. and shadowing you it'll help you and they'll appreciate the proactivity
2: fantastic advice given to us by farina in the studio this morning she's been talking to us about the pal expo and giving us some great career advice for young <laughs> budding um entrepreneurs and and legal executives out there folks we're heading now to the end of the show thank you so very much for staying tuned with us and um uh, tuning into the conversations with some fantastic guests. You can catch the repeat of the show 8pm this evening and we are also podcast as well and Podbean. We're everywhere. You can't miss the show. It has been a pleasure being in your company. Thank you very much, Farina, for joining Thank us this morning. Um, and from me, have a fantastic week and catch you next Monday again for more creative conversations where else? On the Urban Cube, of course. Assalamualaikum.
0: Thank you for listening to our podcast. We stream our daily broadcast on inspirefm.org. You'll find all our daily updates on our social media at Inspirefm
3: Luton.